We don't have to sing. Let's not. Oh, hello, gentle listener. Welcome to Hot Drinks. I'm fucking drunk. God damn it. Like and subscribe. Hello. Ready, go. Here we are. Rapid fire. So. Number one. Okay. (laughs) We don't have a number one. Welcome to Hot Drinks. Oh, you're so calm and serene. Well, you know, I've just been very zen this weekend. Just kidding. I've been (laughs) a nightmare this weekend, but we're not going to talk about that. Um, So this is Hot Drinks. It's a podcast. Yeah. Um, Thank you to all the people... Because I made a big deal last week about talking about, or last whenever, probably wasn't even a week ago, I don't even know, uh-huh. about talking about how for sure all the people who listened at the beginning have stopped, have stopped. at this point. <clears throat> that they're all sick of us. <clears throat> yeah, there's no way. And many of you were kind enough to to um, to um message and say, no, I'm still here. Still here, listening I, since the beginning. I loved it. So thank you, And everyone. we have listeners. I don't think we got a message about this in the last week, but we have listeners who have finished all the episodes and gone back and started again. I know, I know. Does that keep you up at night? No. (laughs) I mean, I do kind of wonder if we should delete, like, the first, like, five when we did not have an audience and we just were drunk and rambling. Oh, we got, we were talking about, like, I think there are seven people who listened to our episode last week. there probably were a total (laughs) at that time. (laughs) Anyway, so thank you for all of you that messaged and thank you for all of you that are still listening. Yes, thank you. And, um... We're ending the podcast. Just we're, we're bringing it to a close while we're at a high on a high note. You're a liar. I'm lying. Yeah. I'm lying. I was like, wait, we are shit. <laughs> I didn't know that. No, we're still making it. We're just we every week. I think <clears throat> okay, yeah. Next Sunday we're going to be great. We're just going to record on time. I mean, I guess we are recording on time this week because it is Sunday. Yeah, yeah. But we almost did not record today. Yep. Nope. But nope. anyway, it's trick to rock around to rock around. That's right. On time, it's tricky. I'm Brother Coffee. I'm Latter Day Twain. And we're your hosts. Latter Day Twain and Brother Coffee. <laughs> Do you want to introduce yourself? I... Oh, did I tell you my sister messaged me and said because we always because last time we introduced ourselves and said I am a Gemini Sun and a Cancer Moon and a Leo, Leo rising. rising. And so she said, Why don't you have a guest have me as a guest on your podcast? And you can just tell me what my sun, moon, and rising are, and then we can talk about them. And I and I like that idea, but as we've said many times, we are not astrology experts. But it would be, but and we, we could, could sound kind of dumb. Well, which I think that's what brings that's it to the, the charm. yard. That's the charm. That's right. Um, anyway, <clears throat> I am. I a, know she's a Pisces sun, but I don't know her moon or her rising. When's her birthday? It's this month. Okay. So I could figure it out. Like I have all the info. Right. Exactly. Yeah. I have the time and stuff. So. Yeah. Maybe I'll figure it out on this break and then I'll tell her. Maybe let's just make this that episode. Just kidding. Um, (laughs) The Republican's birthday is the same as his birth time. Wait, what? His birthday. So if his birthday was like July 15th, he was born at 7.15 a.m. or something. Interesting. That might be why. Interesting. He's not talking to me right now. Did you know, I heard someone say this today and I don't know why. Oh, he's not? (laughs) We can talk about that in a minute. That'll be a different episode. Um, (laughs) Someone said this the other day, and I had never heard of this. And I'm well. I 
I guess it's not something you have to hear about. I just had never considered it. But I'm curious if any of our readers fall into this category. And by readers, I mean gentle listeners. But you can be a triple, <laughs> you can be a triple something. Like you could be a triple t- Sagittarius. Oh, uh, yeah. Because you could have a Sagittarius sun, a Sagittarius moon, and a Sagittarius yes. rising. And, I, and that terrified me. So <laughs> I want to know if anyone out there is a double or triple something. I would love to know that. Yeah. Because for those of you who uh, don't know much about astrology. Like us. You, yes, you have your sun, which is your main sign. When someone says, so what's your sign? That's what? like when you look in the newspaper and there's for the horoscope. horoscope right? That's <clears throat> your sun sign. And then you have your rising sign, which has to do with the exact time where, uh, that you were born and the location. Yeah. So what's, what... What sign was on the horizon rising into the world at the moment you took your first breath? Right. And then there's your moon. And people refer to those as the three main ones. But right. you also have a Mercury. Yeah, you have all of them. And a Venus and a Mars and all yeah. the way to Pluto. And then there's the Chiron and a right. south node and a north node. Right. And that gets really, really deep into it. And my sister, Stravolva. Stravolva? My sister, my sister, sister Volva. I know, but you, the way you said it was like Stravolva, like she was Russian. You're like my sister Stravolva. <laughs> John Stravolva. Let's just call it, instead of calling her sister Volva, can we just call her Stravolva from now on? <laughs> my sister, she is Russian. Her name is Stravolva. Anyway. Um, she can tell you based on how far apart your like Chiron is to yeah. your son. The age you were when something extremely emotionally negative happened to you that changed your outlook on life forever. Wow. Uh-huh. I want to know that. I know. Well, and that's why this is not an astrology podcast, <laughs> even though we talk about astrology <laughs> like every week, because we are not capable of doing that. Mm-mm. And it's very hard. I mean, I know you can learn it. How's that drink? <laughs> Slobbery. I know you can learn it, but anyway, but it's hard to learn. Anyway. Um, I was going to introduce myself. Oh, okay. Go ahead. I'm 5'10". Okay. I'm 6'5". I'm just going to, whatever you say, I'm going to say what it is about me. I have red hair. I have no hair. You do have a little. A little bit. Um, I wear a size 10 shoe. Size 12 men's. Okay. Uh, I am currently a D cup. I'm probably also about a D cup. (laughs) Um, Don't you think? No. I mean at least I'm at least a solid C. I uh I I, I don't want to have this conversation. Okay, but I think I'm at least a good it's, a good C. Okay, sure. I'm gonna take the third love quiz online. <laughs> I have four children. I have also have four children. I've been I'm just kidding, I have three children. I have oh I just totally went. You're with like, it. yes. Um I have been divorced for almost eleven years. Oh god. I have been divor- divorced for five years. Six <clears throat> uh, five and a half years. Yeah. Uh, this is great. This is going to be the whole episode. Yeah, guys. okay. Okay, let's see. I love nachos. I also love nachos. <laughs> I... Let me ask you a question about nachos. Okay. Have you seen the trend on the TikTok? Are you on TikTok? Of course you are. Everyone is. I mean, I, I rarely look at it. What? Yeah. I look at it for like four hours a day. I'm, gr- I'm so happy for you. Anyway, there's a, been a trend on TikTok where people <clears> who have <throat> a big kitchen island, they'll cover the whole thing in like foil or parchment paper. They'll make a big like wall of chips kind of around the edge of the island and then in the middle there will be like a huge bowl of beans and a big bowl of guacamole and meat and whatever and then they just go around the chips and dump 
like melted nacho cheese on all the chips and then it's kind oh. of like a party food where like uh-huh. you can just kind of build your own nachos on the counter what do you think of that i hate it i kind of do too i hate you're that. not controlling the crunchiness <laughs> of the nachos no yeah. don't make a nacho if you're gonna make a nacho bar that's not really the way the way is everyone should have their own plate to create their own nachos and then toast them in and the then oven you've individually. got it right yeah. anyway, yep yep okay. yep unless you've got some fancy yummy queso which in America, queso means cheese sauce or cheese dip. Yes. Um, you could do a monacho bar that but, way. But I prefer melted, actual melted cheese. Oh, I yeah. prefer both. Like if my perfect nacho has melted cheese and queso. Yeah. But I don't just want queso. Okay, fine. Anyway. All right. How do you feel about Jesus? Oh, I love him. <laughs> he is my... <laughs> no, I think he was a queer witch. Yeah, me and too. And I think it's great. You sold me on that one. I just think like... <laughs> I think the whole John the Beloved thing, I mean, come on. Any time in history, <laughs> any time in history that we're like, while we don't know anything about the sexuality of Sir John Robinson of <laughs> Suffolk, he did live with a male companion for 40 years of his life. And they often played a game where they would wrestle naked. You know, like we just we just love to paint history with this brush. Like we have no idea that these people are homosexual, even though like so many men and women in history like lived with someone as like Eleanor Roosevelt had like roommates for you, you know, who were like this, who were women. And anyway, right, exactly. So Jesus had this friend called John the Beloved who like kissed him and who loved him, and we're all like, in biblical times, that was different. Blah blah blah. Those days, they were fucking. Anyway, and he was a witch. Anyway, so he like turned a fig tree. He like cursed a fig tree. That's that's witchy shit. I mean, uh, one one witchy shit thing among many witchy shit things. Yeah. And I mean shit in a good way. But okay. So I, we should probably say before we get into women's work. Yes. That this whole episode. Is, is women's go- work. Is women's work. We're going to call, if you can't take the heat, get your ass out the kitchen. We're going to call it, get your feather dusters, bitches, because it's dusty in here. We're going <laughs> to. And by that, you mean my vagina. Oh. It's been a while. Yeah. Fair. If we're talking about dusty private parts. <laughs> it's definitely my mine, vagina. Mine is <clears throat> like carved from chalk at this point. <laughs> you could scratch a finger on it and just some white dust would <laughs> crumble off. Of your vagina. Of my vagina. Yes. The vagina is just the hole. It's really your vulva that's dusty. I mean, I guess it is the hole. Right. If but I know, also imagine that the whole, if you, the entire <clears throat> vulva is dusty. If you could shrink yourself. Uh-huh. Okay. Small enough to walk inside of it. My uh-huh. vagina. Okay. Ima- right. I want you to imagine this. Okay. <laughs> this is what I'm picturing. I feel like <laughs> over the entrance, you've like strung some beads on like, <laughs> kind of as like a warning system. So Actually, like when you hear someone going through the beads, you're like, oh, someone's going in, you know, because it's been so long. Actually, no, there's going to be two swinging doors like the entrance of oh, the like saloon. Oh, like a saloon. Okay. Okay. Right. But you're, <clears throat> you're actually walking out of the saloon and into a dusty street. Yes. Tumbleweeds. Yes. And you hear off in the distance. <laughs> did you, you did not respond earlier today when I sent you a meme or a TikTok or something where it was a priest sitting in a garden. Oh, and yeah. A, and then a cat kind of walked under his, like his the, robes. the robes, the hem of his robes. Uh-huh. And then it cut to like a cat a club inside yep. his robes. Anyway, right. that's, I didn't that's not what's happening in your vagina. I, no, I didn't respond because I thus ensued... 
sending it to several people. Oh, okay. Um, why, why are we talking about your vagina? You said, like, this whole episode... Oh, because I said something about dusting. If you got a duster, the whole, get it okay, out. This whole episode is women's anyway, work. Get your just, duster, so your vagina's far, dusty. Let's yeah. walk back out of my vagina yeah. and into this your And into room. the light, yeah. <laughs> so basically what this is, is we... We were having trouble. Well, no, I don't want to say that. I don't want to cast it in a negative light. We had so many different things we wanted to talk about, and we couldn't really pigeonhole any one of them into a separate individual topic. And then I kind of suggested, like, well, what if we take this group of things that's similar and do a whole episode about that? But then we thought that might be kind of boring. So basically, this episode is just going to be a whole bunch of random topics, and we will talk about them. Yes. You know what we should do next time we do this? What? We should ask the gentle listeners to suggest topics. Kind of like when they ask us questions. And we just do it rapid fire. Yeah, but it's not necessarily questions. It's just like, you know, talk about talk this about, thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Talk about this topic. How do you feel about brown sugar and butter, mixing it together and just eating it with a spoon? Kind <gasps> of thing. Wait, have you done that? Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. That sounds so good. <laughs> it makes you feel like shit almost immediately, but oh. it's so good in your mouth. Here's, here's <laughs> another thing to do with brown sugar. What? That sounds really weird. I can't wait. So someone one day once told me about putting, taking <clears throat> strawberries, dipping them in sour cream, and then dipping them in brown sugar, which is amazing. Is it? Amazing. Okay. I'll but then it. I tweaked it slightly that I will get a big bowl of vanilla ice cream, cut up strawberries, and sprinkle it with brown sugar. Oh, so we take the sour cream out of the equation. Right. We've swapped sour cream for ice cream. And, and more quantity of the, of the cream. Yes, um, but it's the but no, like I think you kind of want like pretty good ratios because it's like as the brown sugar melts <clears> and kind of melts into the cream and it gets a little crunchy and a little anyway makes kind of caramely anyway it's real good. Oh fuck yeah, that's the only reason I ever eat oatmeal. Yeah, because I get to get the brown sugar. You guys, involved. I love brown sugar. <laughs> if that was your topic, if that was the thing you wanted us to talk about, here we are. My phone is like completely frozen. Um, it's not, it's fine. Well, let's take a break. Okay. And then we'll jump into our women's work. Okay. Okay, bye. Moody it won't pause because my phone is frozen. I don't know what's happening. It's still recording. recording we made a list of all the women's work things we wanted our women's work episode to be about and you wrote them down on a piece of paper with a pen yes with a a pen that create that produces ink and i loved it but i do want to share with everyone that the notepad that you provided for me Uh uh-huh that came from you your house yeah is one of those long skinny ones and at the top it says, all I want for Christmas is, and then, and, and then there's like that white space with lines right. where you can make your list. Right. But bordering that white space is just the heads of Mariah Carey right. in a Santa right. hat. Right. That's it. Right. <laughs> these, are the scr- <clears throat> these are the scriptures in our house. <laughs> all I want for Christmas is you, Mariah Carey. <laughs> oh, man. Anyway, you have a lot of weird notebooks. And, you know, it takes a while to go through one of these notebooks. Yeah, it does. It's a lot of pages. Yeah. And especially since I don't ever actually write anything on paper. Yeah, that's weird. So I just write it in my phone. So the first thing we have on our list is Texas. Okay, Texas. Um, I'm a Tex, I'm a Tex, I'm a Texas star. I don't don't know what that is. (laughs) And I come from the prairie where the cowboys are. 
Uh, I had to learn that song in first grade when I lived in Texas. Oh, oh yeah, I forget you lived in Texas. Yeah. You lived everywhere. Yeah. Okay, so <clears throat> everyone obviously knows what's going on in Texas right now. Holy it's shit. been well, right now actually, it's like sixty degrees again. Is like it? it's like nor it's like well, it may not be that warm, but, but it's it not, is it's above warmed freezing. up significantly. Okay. Yeah. But Texas suffered these major wind and snow and ice storms. Everything froze. The, like, power grid for the whole state, essentially. Well, not the whole state. Mostly poor brown and black communities went offline. Mm -hmm. There was no water. There was nothing in the grocery stores. Like, Mm -hmm. a friend of mine who lives in Texas, her heat is run by her radiators, which run off steam. So Uh when there's no water, they cannot run the heat because there's no... There's nothing going through the radiator. Right, so. one of those older systems. Anyway, so it's been a nightmare. We're not here to talk about the details necessarily of what happened in Texas because, you know, you can find that in lots of places. Right. We just kind of wanted to talk about the response to what happened in Texas. <laughs> or the lack thereof. Or the, the just absolute unpreparedness. Right. Non-preparedness. De-preparedness. Right. Anti-preparedness. Right. And... I would call it a post, post-paredness. post So... <laughs> I don't know that Post-paired. Means. Post-paired. So, <clears throat> Texas, it's on its own energy yeah. grid. Right. And it's privatized. That, that was not... That should have been winterized many years ago and was not. Right. For an emergency. Yes. We weren't ready. Yeah. But if someone were to declare an attack on Texas... Right. Like a militia. Right. Uh, you could make a phone call and Texas would be swarming with men and women in in uniform. With guns. And guns. Yeah. And bombs. Yeah. And tanks. Right. And taints. And taints. They bring their taints and well, their tanks. Yeah, they don't have any choice. What are, why are we talking about a militia? What's happening? <laughs> you and I were discussing how the really the only thing we're prepared for in this country is war. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> So someone had I had I've seen that posted in a couple different places online and I think it's such an astute assessment of what happened there because mm-hmm. the response in Texas has been it's been very piecemeal, you know, like it's like AOC was raising a bunch of money here and Beto O'Rourke was doing this there. And, you know, there were there were good actors and good individuals that were making an effort to try to make things better. There were mutual aid, you know, groups that were trying to help people. There were, you know, people that were there were restaurants that were cooking food to try to distribute it to people. You know, so there was a lot of a lot of really great individual action. But as far as like a like a like a concentrated response from the government, Mm -hmm. to like get things back up and running it was like a big messy disaster and there was even um and this is this is why we don't have a podcast primarily about politics but there was a texas official either the governor it was the governor who said every man for himself right and and also what was really frustrating about this whole experience and then we'll get back to the only thing we're ready for is war is that when last year when California was experienced these those like unprecedented wire, wildfires and they were without power because of the heat waves there was a lot of kind of like smug bitchiness from Texas politicians saying, well, this is what happens when you have Democrats in charge because, and they were like, this is the Green New Deal in action, even though the Green New Deal doesn't actually exist. Like it hasn't been passed anywhere. (laughs) But they were being very smug about the fact that like California was suffering these rolling blackouts because of the power grid, the strain on the power grid. And, but then the exact same thing happened to their state 
potentially much, much worse. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's not a, <clears throat> it's not a red blue issue. It's a, you know, it's, it's much bigger than that. But anyway, it is, I wanted to mention that in one would think, let's go back to say <clears throat> 2015. I was, okay, I was gay then. Okay. I'd yeah. come out. Yeah. Was that the question? No. Was I gay in 2015? No, it was about. Because I was, but I was it new. Was about, it was about going back before a certain administration. But let me just say, in 2015, I was so full of hope. <laughs> I just, I was newly out. You were like Luke Skywalker I just in episode thought, four. I thought it was a new hope. I just thought, <laughs> oh, I'm going to date people mm-hmm. and I'm going to make out with cute boys and I'm going to like... Have a lot of really awesome gay sex. You had drag race parties. Oh, I I did remember that. I was like, I'm going to make a bunch of gay friends. You were the hostess with the mostest. And now here I am. I have no gay friends. You, it's like you weren't prepared in case, you know. Of an ice storm. A winter surge. Anyway, but I had a lot of hope and now I don't have any hope. Anyway, okay. Or gay friends. Back to. (laughs) I'd like to. The Texas thing. Let's let's go back to 2015. Yeah. There's, a, I think there's a good portion of us, and not everyone, because I am a I'm a white. Yes, I, have white I am privilege. also a white. Yeah, I am a white. Um, <clears throat> but there's a good portion of us who were dumb enough, even in 2015, that would have said, "I can't imagine something like this happening in our country." Yeah, for real. Um, I still kind of feel that way that yeah. an 11 year old in Texas who's so excited to see snow for the first time goes to bed that night and doesn't wake up because he froze to death. Yeah. <clears throat> that a man who needed to go get more oxygen for his oxygen tank died in his car of carbon monoxide poisoning because his car was the only warm place. Yeah. Um, like, that's not. That doesn't paint the picture of what a lot of people think America is. No, and when and and you see these images of people like lining up at like a street pump to get water, you know, and they're filling milk jugs <clears throat> and like and in our mind that's what happens in a third world country. Exactly. And here we are in the richest country in the world and yeah. we're doing the exact same thing. Or during the Great Depression or the Dust Bowl. Right, right. Yeah, something like but that. But what but like kind of back to your first point like the only thing as a country that we're prepared for is to go to war. So, okay. All of our money, all of our tax money, everything that we spend into the government <clears throat> just goes to war preparation. And if we need to go, like, if we needed to bomb, I don't know, Egypt tomorrow, uh-huh. we would have jets in the air. We would have unlimited funds to buy whatever we needed and yeah. spend whatever we needed to mobilize troops and to to build bombs and to send, you know, multi-million dollar jet like weapons across the sea to like blow up another country. Right. But when our very own people and and we've seen this this is only one of the failings we've seen this year. You know, like the like COVID is another perfect example or you know or that what happened with California last year like when our very <coughs> own people are suffering the most, mm-hmm. like we have absolutely no infrastructure or will to get them the help that they need. Right. You know, right. why are we not sending every Texan a check for $10,000 and right being now. like, yeah, like tomorrow and just being like, use this money to get back up on your feet yeah. to do whatever repairs to your home that you need to do. 
<clears throat> we're so terrified of that that money might go to someone who doesn't deserve it or who doesn't oh need it God. that we would rather not give it to anybody. Right. But if we want to go to war, then we're like, just write it. We just are like blank checks. Like, oh. just spend whatever you need. Yeah. And make a phone call. And right. Things are in motion. But heaven forbid that if you sent some sort of relief to Texas that like, let's say 10% of that relief goes to people that don't actually need it, you know, that are fine, that their houses didn't lose power, that that they're wealthy. Yeah. Like, we're so horrified of the idea that we might give money to the wrong people that we're like, it's better that we just don't help anyone. And because, some people die. Yeah. yeah. Because we don't want to, we don't want to accidentally give it to someone who doesn't Insane deserve it. Insane to yeah, me. Now, anyway. for those of, for those of you listening who are very pro-militia. Maybe we Republican. Have, we have so many Republican listeners. <laughs> There's nothing wrong with being prepared for war. Sure. But there is something wrong with it being the only thing we're truly prepared yeah. for at, at a moment's notice. Because it's true that at a moment's notice, we are prepared for yeah. that. Yeah. But we're prepared for nothing else. Not not Not, not that, a storm. Not a not siege at our degree. capital. Uh-uh. Not, <laughs> not a pandemic. Not... You know, not a loss of power for millions of citizens. Yeah. Anyway, we've talked right. about this topic okay. too long. What's our next the topic? The next one is... The Jump mir- around if this is too political. The Miracle of Forgiveness by oh. Spencer W. Kimball. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, who's Spencer W. Kimball? Well, he was a Mormon prophet. Yeah. He looks like Yoda. He does. There is Mormon folklore that says they, they modeled Yoda after him, um, which is the biggest bunch of bullshit what? ever written. Yeah. Um... I think he was the prophet. Well, he was the prophet of my childhood. Yeah, he was the prophet when we were kids. Yeah. So he was the prophet 40-ish years ago. And he wrote a book. Right. Called Miracle of Forgiveness. And there, there is something that I possibly heard recently that it's it's not in print anymore. Well, I, yeah, I don't. And I, I have thoughts about this that I will get to after you share your okay. experience about the Miracle of Forgiveness. But, okay. but yeah, essentially it was a book that he wrote that was about... Forgiveness and how to how to achieve forgiveness and well and it was and it was putting it very mildly and it was used in the LDS Church for many many years as though it were scripture and oftentimes it was assigned to people as reading like when some and I have been in councils where this has happened where someone came in to confess grave sins often part of the repentance process was read this book and talked mm-hmm. about what you learned from reading about right. the book. So it really has been treated like not quite canonized as scripture, but it has been treated for a long time like scripture in the LDS right. Church. A benchmark for someone going through the repentance process. Yeah. read this book. And when you go through the repentance process in an official way with your bishop, you meet with him on a regular basis. Right. You discuss where you're at. You discuss whether or not you've sinned and fallen right. back on that, whatever sin it was. Right. Um, and uh, you discuss what you read in the Miracle of Forgiveness or yeah. any other scriptures that he's assigned to you. Right. And again, it's not scripture, but I just talked like it was. Okay. But, all right. So, someone had posted either today or yesterday, probably yesterday, about... How whenever they find copies of the Miracle of Forgiveness in the thrift store, and around here it's called DI or Desert Industries, they buy them and then burn them? I think so. Yeah. They, they dispose <laughs> of them. They don't just throw them away. They do something so that it's no longer right. usable. Just, Which, P.S., this is such a great idea. Yes. If you ever come across a copy of this book anywhere, it's hate speech. Like it's you should, hate speech. You should buy it and get it out of circulation and then destroy it. Yes. It basically teaches you... To feel like absolute hot steaming shit right. for being the human being that you were made right. 
in order for God to accept you. God made you this way, but God can't accept you unless you fight against every single human instinct. Instinct you have. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And go through a hardcore repentance process, um, which is alienating and depressing. And I have heard people more often than not say, when I read that book, I was suicidal. Oh, yeah. It's an awful, awful book. It's awful. uh, I posted something today um, on my personals. Mm-hmm. That said, I often just randomly think about, and by often, maybe once a year, uh-huh. maybe once every other year. Maybe. Uh, how when I lived in Cedar City, Utah, which is a small town in southern Utah, right? Also the home of the Utah Shakespeare Festival, right? Um, my bishop, uh, who's the leader of the congregation, got up and talked about a very uh, spiritual and incredible experience he'd recently had rereading The Miracle of Forgiveness. Very recent. Uh-huh. Okay? And because of his incredible experience with it, he was prompted, uh-huh. which is a big buzzword in the Mormon church, right. which means... God told him to. God, or the spirit, or Jesus revelation. Yep. Yeah. Jesus done told him <clears throat> to tell his ward, his congregation, his... Not constituents, but his you, you, flock. You're describing all this as though no one listening is Mormon. <laughs> but 98% of the people listening know what a ward is. So anyway, he told you all, dot, he dot, dot. To read it. Right. As a ward. Right. For the month. Like right. a month thing. Easy, right. easy piece to read in a month. Yeah. Sometime during that month, I had a meeting with him about something. And I don't know what it was. You know, often you'll meet one-on-one with the bishop about a myriad of different things. And he asked, For those of you that aren't Mormon. <laughs> he asked me if I had been reading it, like, have you been reading it? As like, though you had been, that uh, you had been challenged to. Yeah. 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 And I said, no, there is a part of it that I just cannot stand. I can't handle it. And uh, I, I can't reconcile it. And he said, oh, what's that? And I said, well, it's the part where Spencer W. Spencer W. Kimball talks about... Um, how masturbation can cause homosexuality. Yeah. And he did a double take at me and had this look on his face as if I was not even speaking English. Right. And said, uh, I don't think that's in that book. You should go back and read it again. I, you're probably thinking of something else. And back then, I was different. Yes. And said, oh, well, okay. Uh... But I'm pretty sure it's in there. No, no. I, I don't think it's that. I don't think that's... You misread something or... But it full on says that. Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. It says that masturbation will inevitably lead to mutual masturbation, oh. which then leads to homosexuality. And but, you know what I think? I think Spencer W. Kimball was, was pulling from his own personal experience... Listen. Doesn't some mutual masturbation sound hot right now? I <laughs> know, but how many of you have masturbated and thought, I want to do this with my friends? <laughs> I mean, if you have, good for Great. you. That sounds amazing. But I'm a highly sexual person right. and I've never thought, I want to masturbate with my friends. It does seem kind of weird. <laughs> like, I'm sure there's something, there's probably something like kind of hot about it on its own level, like in its own way. But like, if you're with a friend... Wouldn't you just touch each other's bodies? Mm-hmm. 
I mean, it, it, I mean, yes, I can kind of see how like the idea of like touching yourself in front of someone else can be kind of hot. Yeah. And I have been in sexual experiences where the other person is doing things to themselves and that's hot for me to kind of watch. Yeah. But the idea that like that's a natural progression, natural is, kind progression. Of is kind of weird. Right. It's like saying coffee is a gateway drug. To, to more coffee. To more, to more coffee, to alcohol, and then yes. to, to crystal meth. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um. Um, well, I love that story. <laughs> I love that Mormons don't know their own doctrine frequently. He had just read it. And I, and I, when you shared that story with me, I shared a story of when I was, when I was telling my parents that I was leaving the church. It was right around when the church had published some essays online that sort of like clarified some things about, you know, tricky parts of church history. One of the things that they had clarified was that, you know, when I was growing up, I was taught there, there's a book in the Mormon church called the Pearl of Great Price. We were always taught that Joseph Smith found these like papyrus, these Egyptian papyri, Mm -hmm. and that he translated them and that that was the Pearl of Great Price. Mm -hmm. Well, now we live in a modern world where people can be like bullshit. Like that, that is not what this, and we have copies of the papyri. They are printed in the Pearl of Great Price. Yeah, yeah. So that now modern people who actually study Egyptian history can say, oh no, this is not this is not what this says, uh-huh. you know? So suddenly the church had to write this essay and say, oh, we didn't, when we said translated, what we meant was <laughs> um, that he was inspired by these papyrus right. and then received this revelation. So when I was leaving the church, I was explaining to my parents, like some of the things I'd been questioning and how there just were these things that didn't line <clears> up <throat> and blah, blah, blah. And I shared that as one example. And my parents were like, well, where did you read that? That is not true. Uh-huh. And I was like, well, I read it on the church's website. There's an essay about it LDS. on LDS.org. LDS.org. Yeah. And they were like, I don't think that's true. <laughs> <laughs> but here's what I want to say about the miracle of forgiveness and this whole hullabaloo. Oh, man. So number one, there's something really perverse to me because that book, The Miracle of Forgiveness, was published by the church's publishing arm, Deseret Book. Yep. And it was sold for whatever, $14.95, you know, whatever you sell a hardback book for in the in the 80s yeah. and 90s. And thousands, if not millions of members of the church were told by their bishop that they had to go buy and read that book. Mm -hmm. So it wasn't that, and again, and I don't think those bishops were a part of some big Ponzi scheme, but like the fact that the church charged money for this book, that then you were told like, in order for you to repent and get back to God, you need to go buy this book. So all, so that made Deseret Book richer. It made the church richer. It made Spencer W. Kimball richer. Mm -hmm. Like if this book is really so essential to your salvation, why aren't they just handing you a copy in the bishop's office? Yeah. Why are they saying, go down to Deseret Book and pick up a copy? Right. And number two, to your point, yes, it is no longer in, it is no longer being published. The church I believe, realize the problematic nature of it, that Mm -hmm. there's so much in it that is so problematic and so wrong. Horrible. But did the church come out and say, hey, we've been sharing this book for years and we've realized that there are some parts of it that might have been misconstrued or that we don't really believe in or, you know, whatever. No, of course not. Of course (laughs) not. They just like quietly stop publishing it, let it fade into the background. Mm. There's no kind of ownership for the thousands of people that were told to read this book and for the damage that it did to those people. Yeah, no. But it was just like, because obviously they stopped publishing it for a reason, Mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. Like what, like there was a, there was a, there was a group of people in Deseret Book somewhere and probably with members of the 12 or whatever who met together and said, we need to stop publishing and selling this book, you know? Mm-hmm. And that's because that, because again, it was, it's not like it was like a fiction book that they were like, oh, this isn't selling that well. Let's not publish it anymore. <clears throat> right. Like it was used as like a book of scripture. 
So the church decided to stop publishing it, but did never own up to why or did never address why or did never apologize for the content in there that was problematic. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah, of course. The point being, fuck them Mormons. Yeah, the next Let's do a very short one and then we're going to take a break. Here's a very short one. Okay. A Mormon slash ex-Mormon celebrity. Okay. Who may or may not have made our theme music. Okay. Reached out to us a couple weeks ago because she's ready to be on. Yeah. And that's all I wanted to say. And it's going to be great. And it's going to be Mindy Gledhill. Are you allowed to say that? Yeah, she told me a while back that she didn't give a fuck anymore. Okay. And she said that. I don't give a fuck. Okay, well. I think she really likes the word fuck. I hope you're. I hope she's okay with you saying that. Uh, but we're going to have a guest soon. Yes, we are. But here's the thing. Um, since we're so close to a vaccination, which may, I think may be the summer. Or August. Yeah. Um. We kind of want to hold off on having guests until we can have them in person again. Yeah. Um, maybe the first one will be Mindy. Maybe. Sometimes I refer to her as Maggie Gyllenhaal. Maybe. Okay, let's, <laughs> let's take, take a, a break. break. Hey, we're back. <laughs> we're not being very rapid about this rapid fire. Let's do some rapid ones. Okay, rapid. Go. Okay, credit scores are bullshit. Oh. Next. Did you know credit scores were invented in like the 80s? In 89. 1989. Here's the thing, you guys. Fuck them. You didn't tell me this was a topic, credit scores. I wrote it on here. I was just thinking today Uh about my young daughters who try to create quality of life for themselves. Right. And because they don't have established credit yet or they're new to establishing credit, which means they're not great at it. Right. They're denied quality of life. Yeah. And that's bullshit. That's like saying if you can't run in the relay race on field day fast enough, then we hate you. <laughs> Is that what it's like saying? Yes. I got so confused when you started talking about field day and the relay race. I'm all about metaphors. Here's what here's what I will say about credit scores that is that is bullshit. Yeah. Like if I don't have good enough credit to qualify for a mortgage where I would pay $1,200 a month for a home. I then am forced to pay $1,700 a month in rent for a home. Yes. Like, it just doesn't make any sense. Right. It doesn't. And obviously, like, you're making your <clears throat> rent payments yeah. on time. So shouldn't that show the bank that I am capable? That should be what it is. Yeah. Fuck them, fuck them. Stop it. Stop it. Get yeah. rid of it. Get rid of it. Get rid of Cause, it. Because I'm in a, in a situation. I have an okay credit score, but I'm in a situation where I have a, a large amount of credit card debt, a, such a high enough amount that I don't, I can't really qualify for any other loans. But I have literally, ne- literally never once in my life made a late payment or missed a payment. Mm-hmm. Like when you look at my credit <clears throat> history for like whatever, however many years long it is, I am a hundred percent green on missed payments or late payments. Okay. So to me, what that says is. I will not miss a payment. So if someone will lend me the money to, you know, to consolidate all these loans at a good interest rate, like you can see from my 15-year history that I have never, ever once missed a payment. Right. And so I will continue to make you a payment on time just like I have done for the last 15 years. But because of the the number is high enough, then I cannot qualify for those kind of loans because I'm too much of a risk. Even though my history shows that I've never made a late payment. Anyway. Yeah. I think often about this 23-year-old girl that I worked with when I worked at World Market. 
And so this was prob this was in 2015. Mm-hmm. So six years ago. And in the fat and sassy Obama years. She t- <laughs> she, <laughs> she said, Do you want to uh, it was the end of our show if we were closing the store and she goes Racism was over because we had elected Obama president. <laughs> We are in a post a post racial era. She said, "I want to show you my new car," and I was like, "Oh, cool!" And it was a brand new Toyota something or other. Mm-hmm. She's twenty three, twenty four, right. and I said, "Oh my god, do you mind if I ask what you're paying?" It was at least a hundred dollars less Sorry, than what I. I'm having trouble hearing you. Shut up, Siri. She's. Why does Siri always do that? She's pushing back because we're talking about credit scores. Oh, true. So okay. So she, um, it was easily $100 less than what I was paying for my 2012 car. So a three-year-old right. car. And you're driving like a Toyota Sienna, like a minivan. I'm, fuck you, you mother. <laughs> Guys, it's a funny joke that I always think yeah, sister transpires blah, blah, a minivan. Blah, 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 blah. Okay, so, and I said, oh my God, a brand new Toyota and that's your payment. And she goes... I have a really good credit score. And I thought there's something wrong in this world where I am a mother of four kids. Right. Whose parent lives in another state. Right. Doing it by myself, working full time. All my kids are at home with me and I bust my ass to provide for them. I bust my ass to move up in my career, my retail career at the time. There is nothing that would keep me from working and there was nothing that would keep me from paying my bills, especially the ones that ding your credit score. Yeah. And there's this 24-year-old girl who right. has no responsibilities. Right. And she gets a brand new car. And gets a great rate. Gets a great rate. Right. Because she has a great credit score? Anyway, it's all fake. Anyway, okay, the next one is, uh, while we're on a similar topic, student loans. I do not currently have any, and I'm very grateful for that. Okay. Fuck you. You Are you paying student loans still? Oh, uh, I've been deferring them. Oh, my because God. Because I'm a single I'm mother. I'm so sorry. Um, and they just get bigger and bigger. Yeah. Yeah. Because interests. And remember how Biden was going to forgive $50,000 of student loan on day one in office? And then he said, oh, I'm not doing that. Yeah. And now it's 10000 but we still haven't done it. Yeah. He said day one. Right. Day one. Right. It's been, so anyway. He's been in a month. He's been in a month, so now it's time to start hating but he, him. But he also said in a town hall just this last week that he won't be doing it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, my question is... Yes. What's the point of not forgiving it? We're all trying so hard right now in an economy that's not really I'll, working for most of us. I'll tell you what the point is. It's because people are assholes. Oh, okay. And most... And a lot of people who paid their student loans themselves are like, well, why is that fair? I had to. I worked hard. I paid oh, mine off. Why, why is can't, that? Fair? Why is that fair? Like I've literally had this conversation with a, a sibling. I of mine know, and it's that just, just said I would be really offended by that. That's because, so toxic. Oh, it's so stupid. And narcissistic. To me. Someone the other. Someone the at work the other day to me said like, "Do you think if you became rich, like, would you, like, would you? Do you think you would become more conservative?" And I was like, "Oh hell no! I would but give the, all my money away." Yes! Like, I would give it, like, if I became rich, I would be, like, paying people's bills off, and I would be doing this, and I would be doing that. I mean, I would, I probably would be selfish enough that I would want to make sure that I had the money to make sure my kids were taken care of first. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But anything on top of that, I would just be paying stuff off. And this person I work with was like, really? You really think you would? And I'm like, I 100% uh-huh. think I would. Uh-huh. 
and and who knows, maybe I'm wrong, maybe money would corrupt me and I would not do that. But I just think like, just because I went through hardship, do like, why would I think that, why would my goal be to make other people go through exactly. hardship? Exactly. You know? What the fuck? I don't understand that mentality. Next. So if any of you want to give me a lot of money, I will prove it to you <laughs> that I will give it away to other people. I'll secure my kids first and then I'll give it away to other people. The next thing is I recently, because I'm watching WandaVision. Oh, Yes. Wanted to find out where Vision came from. What? So we briefly talked about this in real life. But why are you watching WandaVision? <laughs> because I'm not heard, a big MCU fan. I I was until Infinity War. Okay. Which is weird because I never saw Age of Ultron. I skipped it. Okay. And just went to Infinity War. Sure. And I took my little nephews and wasn't able to watch it. Okay. Because they were loud and getting up to go to the bathroom a million right. times. Okay. And then that's that's it. That's it. That's the end of the story. But then you decided to watch WandaVision. I decided to watch WandaVision because I heard how smart it was. It's so smart. And also, I love Elizabeth Olsen. Yeah, she's and so I great. love Paul Bettany. Did you know she's related to Mary Kay and Ashley Olsen? Yeah. Okay. I just <laughs> wanted to say that because I've seen some people online reacting with shock. And I'm like... First of all, her last name's Olsen. Like, that's, yeah. you know, that's a common last First name. First of all, that's have fair. you seen her cheekbones? Second of all, she looks exactly <laughs> like them. She looks 100% like their sister. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, and Paul Bettany's great. I've loved Paul Bettany for years and years and years. Let me just say about Paul <clears throat> Bettany. Okay. This last, have you, are you caught up? Yes. So the last episode, I'm, the, nothing is going to be spoilery. No. But the last episode, Paul Bettany is like sitting and being interviewed a lot. Yeah, He's yeah. walking around a lot. And I just kept thinking, is that his body? Is that what Paul Bettany's I body know, looks me like? Too, me too. I don't think it is. I think he's a little skinnier Probably in real padded. life. Like, I think the suit is padded. The suit is padded. But god damn it. Yeah. He looked real good. I want him to punch me in the face. Yeah, me too. So anyway. I want him to phase his fist because that's what Vision can do. He can change his molecular structure. Yes! And I want him to punch through my through face. Through your face. Yeah. yeah. And then you just come all over the place. Right. I mean, I could get... <laughs> like, I can't, like, like, what if he... <laughs> just don't... I was like, do I want to go there? But then I'm like, this is hot drinks. Like, what if I was sucking on his vision dick? Like Uh-oh. his red dick. It probably has some green trim, you know. <laughs> but he could just push it really far back. And then he could like make the tip insubstantial so it could go even further back. Yeah. Like it could literally be in my brain. Right. That's what I want. Or in your higher consciousness. <laughs> That's what I want. <laughs> so anyway. I think about superheroes having sex all the time. And the premise all the was time. so interesting to me. The premise being each episode is based on a different era of TV. Right, right. And that's very, very intriguing to me. Right. And But then you were like, who the fuck's Vision? And so I knew who Vision was because I had seen the part in Endgame, because we came back from the bathroom in time. Where, all where he the, dies. Yes. Yeah. Okay. <clears throat> so I'm caught up on WandaVision and loving it. Yeah. And I want to know... How Vision came to be. Yeah. I wanted to know, why is Marvel Universe being lazy and just casting Paul Bettany as Vision when he was already Jarvis? Well, I found that out. Yeah, because they're the same person. (laughs) Yes. Which is great. There's actually some pretty funny kind of interview moments. And I think it was with Robert Downey Jr. where Paul Bettany would kind of make fun of him because, like, putting on the actual Iron Man suit took a long time. Okay. You know, when he had to have scenes where, like, his face was shown. And so and he'd, so he'd have to show up on set at three in the morning so they had time to, like, get the suit Jesus. on or whatever. Or, you know, what? I'm probably butchering the story. But anyway, Paul Bettany would make fun of Robert Downey Jr. And it would be like, oh, lucky you. Like, you get to show up three hours early. I just, like, waltz in and, like, 
read these lines because yeah. Jarvis was just a voice of an AI. Right, right. And then suddenly <clears throat> he became this like painted like costume. Right. And that Robert Downey Jr. was like, and a fuck you. Because now, <laughs> now you're what you're going through is so much worse than anything that I ever went yes. through. So anyway. Um, and so I decided to, uh, I realized I never watched Age of Ultron, which uh-huh. is before Endgame, which right. is the show I took my little nephews to. Right. And I was like, how did I miss that? And then I was just watching it. And the first half hour was like, oh, that's how I missed it. Because every single Avengers line is so cliche. It, I mean, listen. And I listen. And dialed in. Right. And like, yeah, they're pretty to look at. Yeah. But I. It's America's ass. A five-year-old could have written this shit. Sure. <laughs> okay. Sure. So. But here's, the th- here's what I will say. Okay. We don't go for the individual dialogue. We go for the story. The overarching story. Which is interesting once you put five movies together. Well, and that's what Marvel has done such a good job of. Mm. And whether it was intentional or an an accident or whatever, they've really, like, they really have crafted this whole universe. And what they've really done now, which is super interesting to me, is that they kind of hit this high point, like, with um, Endgame and, and like, kind of this big moment and, you know, whatever. And it was like, okay, where are we going to go next? And I think their timeline got a little bit screwed up because of COVID, because, like, there were some movies that should have already happened, but they've delayed because of COVID. But now they've taken – but now WandaVision has, like, made all of it really cool and relevant again, Mm -hmm. even though it was kind of – like, it should have kind of hit a peak, and I think they would have found that peak again. But I think WandaVision has, like, suddenly made it, like, really cool. Yeah. So, anyway, I love WandaVision. It's super smart. Like you said last week when we were talking about it, it's super smart. It's so smart, and I think it's such a credit to what a great actress Elizabeth Olsen is. Yes. Because she is literally, like, when you watch it, she's playing, not only is she playing Wanda, the character, you know, the Scarlet Witch, but she's also playing the version of Wanda that exists in this sitcom world. Yeah. And 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 she's doing very direct references to Lucille Ball or, you know, other people that kind of did these roles in real life. And anyway, she's just doing everything. Right. And then, ladies and gentlemen, Catherine Hahn. Welcome to the stage, Catherine Hahn. Yes. Love her so much. Anyway. Yeah, she's fun. No spoilers, but WandaVision is great. Yeah. And so I watched Age of Ultron. And what a piece of garbage that movie is. (laughs) Just intolerable, unbearable. The whole time I was just like, it took me five days to watch it. In chunks. I'm re-watching the whole MCU from the beginning. And I'm watching them in chronological order. So I did like, so the first one chronologically is Captain America, the first Avenger. And then I did um, Miss, or Captain Marvel. And now I'm into the Iron Mans. Anyway, it's a delight. I I really liked all three Iron Mans. Here's what I, here's what I, I don't actually ever think I saw the third Iron Man. So I'm excited for that one. But here's what I'll say about Captain Marvel. Did I say this last week? I don't remember. I don't remember. Anyway, the fact that straight people watched Captain Marvel and were like, this is a great movie about a straight lady and her, <laughs> and her straight lady friends. <laughs> yeah. And they're both in the military. Yes. And they kind of live together, maybe, but they're great friends. Anyway, I love straight ladies. Blows my mind. What's God. wrong with What is wrong with you straight people? Those <sighs> ladies are munching on the munch. Uh, they are. There's, they're munching on the munch every night. They are mowing the lawn. Anyway, what's our next topic? Our next one is... The four goals that Ashley set with her therapist. Oh, okay. Well, I don't. I have a lot of thoughts on this one. Uh, oh. So number one. Okay. Kidding, <laughs> no, they've already been set. So right. No, one. I. Yeah. Okay. No, go ahead. Number, what are the, What are your goals? Number one is 
<clears throat> grief in general. Okay. Meaning the goal is to grieve? The goal is to grieve and move through that process and get to a point. And she asked me specifically, what's your goal with grief? Um, I said, I want to get to a place so that I can coexist with it. Right. And so that I can function with it. Right. Because I did a lot of uh, spiritual bypassing. I think I said this in the last episode. Yeah. Where I was like, well, you know what? They're in their full higher consciousness now. And they really understand things. Right, they're and fine. So they're, and, and they're pure joy, blah, blah, blah. <clears throat> it has nothing to do with the impact of it all. Boom, 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 boom. Yeah. Um, Therapy sounds cool. Anyway, what's, your, what's the second goal? <laughs> the second goal is to just uh, finish processing stuff with just simply dad. Yeah. Right. Yeah, because that's big. That's a big like. One. There's the grief of the loss, but yeah. there's also a lot of the relationship and the and the past yes. and your history and good things that happen and <clears throat> bad things that happen. Like it's a lot. Right. And so, to be clear, I've ha- I've got about a dozen years of therapy under my belt. Mm-hmm. Um, Sounds so cool. <laughs> um, but. Uh, and even though I have accrued lots of emotional and mental tools, uh-huh. um, I'm dealing with some stuff I haven't had to deal with yet. And one of those being something I've talked about on here probably a year ago or so, um, the chunk of a few months that my dad was in nursing homes or some type of facility up here in Salt Lake. Yeah. And I was checking him out and spending yeah. time with him. Yeah. And I was looking, I was seeing his demise as if he was, as if the Alzheimer's was accelerating very quickly and he would die any moment. Yeah. And it wasn't that. Yeah. And so just the mind fuck of thinking that, seeing him in those horrible places and in that horrible state and then realizing, oh, it wasn't that at all. He was just over medicated. Yeah. Which is eventually how he died. And he just starved to death. So wonderful. Cute. Cheers. This Number three. third one is, and when I said this to her, um, I had to cry for a full 72 seconds before I could say it out loud. Okay. I want to be able to forgive myself for how I was when I was a young mom. Oh, yeah. You have a lot of shit around that. <laughs> you do. No, I do. I do. You have a lot of shit I do. around that. And my kids, you know, when I bring it up now, they roll their eyes. If I apologize, and they're like, which- okay, mom, we get it. I'm really glad you're doing this work because you actually have these really wonderful, magical children. Like, which, like, you obviously did some things very, very right. And your kids are not without problems. Like, obviously, they have problems. Everyone has problems. Yeah. Like, and your kids have gone through rough patches. But <clears throat> you have, like, such wonderful, beautiful, smart, funny, intelligent, creative children. Mm-hmm. You did a lot of things right. Oh. Oh. So there you go. Check that one off. You're done. Oh, okay. I've solved that one for okay. you. Okay, I've, I've only got three goals you're now like, with my therapist. You're like, dear therapist, <laughs> I figured it out because someone told me I did a great job. Okay. But no, for real, like you did, you have really, really amazing children. And so like, so I'm glad you're doing this work because you deserve to. Thank you. Because you, because you shouldn't, you were operating on, in a, on a different paradigm then. Oh, and you God. shouldn't, you shouldn't beat yourself <clears throat> up for doing the best you had with what you knew. And you raised a bunch of great kids. So who the fuck cares? Anyway, <laughs> anyway, check that one off. What's the number four? The number four. Now the number three, because I've just solved the number <clears throat> three. The number four is this. Um, 
I'm 45. Right. I've heard. I probably only have half my life left. Maybe. Or maybe five or ten years past that. Or maybe five or ten years total. Great. <laughs> well, that's the end of the episode. Um, <laughs> um, <clears throat> no, I plan on living till I'm 90, 95, and then a blood clot's just going to take me out. Great. I I'm love, not that, gonna, ju- I'm not I love that journey for you. not going to be sick for I a day. I love that journey for you. Um, okay. So, I am ready to open myself up to allowing to have a partner. What? <laughs> not get married. Sure. Um, you know, I, it's not about marriage. I'm yeah. ready to get married again. Yeah. If I first say that, yeah. I want you to kill you. Run me over with your car. I'm gonna but, pull your uterus <laughs> out with my fist. My connection with the Republican, which you know, the connection for me on my end still exists, but he hasn't spoken to me for quite some time. We're going to do a demi-toss on the Republican. Right. So, so if you want to hear the update on the Republican, get on that Patreon You shit. have to be a patron. You got to get on that Patreon shit. Um, <clears throat> so only a select few will hear these details. Um, and no one on the Patreon, we don't have any patrons that know who he is. Right. In case you're listening to this Republican, nobody is going to hear anything that you know. It's not going to come right. back to you and haunt you or whatever. Also, women deserve to have autonomy over their bodies. I just, if he's listening, I wanted to be <laughs> you mean their uteruses? Too. Just their whole bodies. Just like whole women bodies. should get to make decisions about their own bodies. <laughs> should not be controlled by a government, by a government of white men. Anyway. Anyway. So, um, the connection on, on my end was so wonderful and added so much to my life. Yes, it was long distance. Um, but it was so real right. that I literally got to a point where I was like, I'm ready to have this in my life. Wow. Um, but still fucking other people. <laughs> not necessarily. No. <gasps> what? Wait, what? Okay, what? Okay. Okay. You hate monogamy. So I think monogamy can work for a few years. Oh God. And I think it could be magical. Okay. But then it's going to get to a point where it's not going to work anymore. Imagine, this is what is in my head right now. Imagine just having sex. Let alone monogamy, <laughs> polyamory, whatever. A, like, I'm, a robot. I, I'm just like thinking, imagine having sex. What would, that, what would that be like? Anyway. And I've said, it, I've said this uh, many times. I think that monogamy can work. You've never said that. Okay. You've never I said have. that. Yes, I have. Okay, fine. I have. Okay. To be fair. Could someone please find the clips where okay. Sister Twain said, I it, think monogamy so can work. Here's here's the caveat. For it to work for a lifetime, and by work, I mean both partners are fulfilled. Right, right, right. right. Period. Their cups are full of jizz. Yeah, oh, uh, yes, but fulfilled in all the ways. Right. All the ways of intimacy. Right. Okay. Is rare. Sure. It is rare, and our friend Philip Seymour Hoffman uh-huh. would testify to the rarity of it. Okay. I uh, the second thing that I've said is I think that two people can fall in love and have an amazing connection and be monogamous for a while, and then if they keep an open dialogue about everything and really be vulnerable, yeah. Then when you get to the point where it stops working, where you're stop no longer fulfilled sexually intimately or you just want a partner who you can make out with and have 
intellectual conversations with. Oh my God, making out and having an intellectual <laughs> conversation. But you want to go home to your main partner for the dick or whatever. Right. Whatever it looks like. I mean, like, I'll take either one You're either way. going to yeah. get to a point, as the most of us do in the human race, where you're not fulfilled. What do you do? But that's not what my number four with my therapist is about. So what it's about is I, I'm ready to create something with someone, even if it's just for, say, five to ten years. Okay. Okay. But I really believe that I could find a partner that could be with me for the rest of my life. Uh-huh. And 80% chance it would get to the point where monogamy wouldn't be fulfilling for sure. one or both of us. Right. But that had nothing to do with what I said to her. I just, I'm ready to find that person. And what is it within me that is creating that block? Because I really literally thought that the Republican was going to be that person. That person, yeah. Yeah. So two thoughts. Number one, if a therapist said, what are your goals? Yeah. I would light the building on fire and run for the (laughs) house. I would hope the therapist got out safely. But I would... I would burn that building to the ground. It was a Zoom session. It okay. was a Zoom session. I would, okay. I would hire an a online arsonist <laughs> from, a web, from an app called, uh, called uh, Ember. Okay. Where you oh, can, I like Where it. you can get online and hire <laughs> a, a gig worker arsonist. Let's and I'd be like, that. burn down that uh, therapist's office yeah, yeah. when the therapist isn't there. Right. So that's number one. Number two. Yeah. I have a friend who, is, who lives in L.A. She's married. Her husband has a job where he is – he leaves for sometimes a week at a time, sometimes three months at a time. Uh-huh. And I and, and as she and I were talking the other day on Marco Polo, I was like, that's kind of the dream. <laughs> like that – I feel like that's kind of what I want. I want a husband that has a job where he's like, well, I'll be back in April and he leaves for three months. Yeah. And I get to just live my life and be home by myself. And then he comes back and right. we get to like – have fun together and, you know, whatever okay. and connect. And okay. and, th- and then like two months later, he's like, I got to go again. I'm going to be on for three weeks. Yeah. That seems so magical. Cool. I don't want someone there every day. So, okay. So, okay. So I like that. I like okay. that you know okay. that. Okay. Great. Um, I am to the point where I'm ready for that. Every day. Um. Like you wake up and there they are. Well, I'm really, and they stand up and they're. You're making me really nervous. They're farting that. as they walk to the bathroom. <laughs> And you're like, this is what I want. I gotta go. I'm putting on my shoes. Let's take a break. Let's take a break. We're back. (laughs) We've got one more thing. We have one more topic. We actually had two, but we're going to save one for a demi-toss. A demi-toss. Imagine if we lived in a world where the collective... Actually cared about basic quality of life. It's a lo- that's a lie. It's a, <laughs> it's a we, we can't live in that world. It's a <laughs> this ain't so no, tell us what you mean this by ain't the no fairy tale that by people <clears throat> caring about quality of life. When we're honored, we're the human being. All the facets of the human being is honored. Okay, are honored. So when you grieve, right, it is expected that you will need time away from capitalism. Right. Um, but but <clears throat> some companies give you three days. Are <laughs> and you then saying that's not enough? Uh, that is exactly what I'm okay, saying. <laughs> okay, interesting, interesting. Um, or uh, how about this? 
let's say, not that this would ever happen, but a, a global pandemic interesting um, occurs. And most things come to a screeching halt. Yeah. Not rent. Right. Not expecting our kids to perform academically. Right. To go to school and do, yeah. <laughs> and still do get a good grades. about fractions. Yeah, yeah. right. <clears throat> Just to give two examples. Right. 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 If, let's take a micro, a micro example. When I was little, mm-hmm. if we knew a storm was coming. You'd get all the porn that you kept no. under the house <laughs> that you found in the you bayou. You always have that ready in your backpack. In the bayou. You found porn in the bayou. <laughs> you kept it. I imagine all your houses were a little bit up on stilts because you lived in a swamp. Cinder blocks, yeah. <laughs> so you hid the porn underneath. <laughs> so when a storm was a coming, you had to gather that porn up. If we knew we had to hunker down because there was a tornado warning right. or a hurricane was come a, a coming a coming or what have you, we'd make it fun. We'd get blankets. We'd sit in the living. We'd watch movies. That's what we should have been doing with our kids this whole fucking time. I know. I know. I know. Instead, we thought he didn't write the essay, or he right. or my kid hasn't checked into online school in a week. Of course, they fucking haven't. They're just as depressed as we are. Right. Right. Okay. Right. Um, and then. Um, that was that's something that's been super hard for me during this pandemic is there are a million articles and tweets and whatever of people saying, you know, go gentle on your kids. They're having a just as they're having a hard time, too. OK, great. I believe you. I agree with that statement. Mm-hmm. But but yet our expectation of our kids has not changed because it's of- still go to school, get all your work done. And maybe it's a modified school or whatever, but like we haven't, we're like, go easy on those kids. But also, please make sure you're turning your three essays. Exactly. Exactly. It's the systems that are in place that don't honor the basic tenets of the human being and the human experience. So there's that. And then there's all the evictions that have still been happening during the pandemic. Yeah. Not the least that's another which... thing that would happen if I was rich. I would own property yeah. because that's a way to stay rich. Yes. Like I like I live in a house now that I could turn into a rental. I would move into a new house and I would turn this into a rental. Yeah. But I also would be like the easiest landlord on earth. Because yeah. if were there a pandemic, I'd be like, you're good. Don't worry about it. It's fine. Imagine. 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 Here's the thing. It's <clears throat> like we number one, yeah. there is a contingency of the population. And I and I say this understanding that some of people's power for, that comes from voting has been gerrymandered to death yeah. and and repressed to death. But, like, there are people in power who hate their constituents. Like, Ted Cruz is a perfect example. <laughs> like, he fucking hates everyone in Texas. <laughs> when, when there was a pandemic or when there was a big, you know, a big power outage and, yeah. like, people were dying and whatever, yeah. was he worried about the people of Texas? No, oh, he was worried about his own kids and no. his own family. So yeah. he flew to Cancun. So Jesus, fuck. So, so and, and I get it that the reason that Ted Cruz is in power, part of it is because of gerrymandering and because of voter suppression. But there are groups of people that will vote for Ted Cruz in the next election cycle when he's up for... <clears throat> You know, when he's up for um, re-election yeah. because of whatever, because of abortion, because they believe yeah. in Republicans, because whatever. Yeah. But they are voting for people that hate them. Yes. yes. And I don't understand that. Right. right. Because I just think like, like, like the, we love to paint AOC as this like, 
you know, socialist nightmare and what she's doing. But like, what happened when Texas shut down is she raised millions of dollars. She shut the she's fuck up. She's in Texas right now. Yep. Not even her state. Yeah. Not not even her state. Like, yeah. this does not <clears throat> win her any points. Nope. To win re-election. She actually gives but she actually a cares shit. about people. And then the other part of that, kind of like we talked about with, with credit and with student loans and with all of that stuff, is like, there is this, there is a large chunk of the populace that is like, well, I had to deal with the shitty thing, so you should have to deal with it too. What? And I don't understand that. I don't, I, that is some like, trauma I response to, there. I had to pay off student loans. My student loans were not huge because I went to BYU and it's relatively affordable. And my ex-wife went to the U of U and we had some student loans when we first got married and we paid them off and whatever. But does that mean that I don't want, that I think everyone else should have to pay off student loans? No. What the fuck is that? I cannot. I cannot. Like if we, if, if we could eliminate student loans for everyone, like I would be thrilled. And again, we're so worried about eliminating it for like the 3% that don't need us to eliminate them, you know, that have wealthy parents or whatever, (laughs) that we're like, well, we're better off just not eliminating for anyone because what if we accidentally eliminate it for people who don't actually, quote unquote, need it? Oh, no. I don't fucking care. Don't I don't care. care. It's just the majority el- just of the eliminate people that it for do everybody. anyway. Yeah. Yes. Anyway. Okay. Um, <clears throat> side note, I want to yeah. be that woman in Texas. Yes. Who's 50. Uh-huh. Which is only five years older than Jesus I. Jesus <laughs> Lord. I want to be that woman in Texas who, who is interviewed by Steve Inskeep. Yeah. Um, from N- from, N- from NPR. NPR. Um, for, right before the next uh, um, senatorial election or whatever it's called. Uh-huh. Okay. Well, I, it really bothered me that he just left when the rest of us were freezing cold and in the dark and didn't have any drinking water. Uh-huh. But I cannot bring myself to vote for someone who's a baby killer. Right, 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 right. And there's the problem. And what I love about... What I really love about Ted Cruz and I, what I really want to understand about Ted Cruz <laughs> is does he hate his wife more or does he hate his daughters okay, more? Okay, explain what that means. Well, President Trump made, t- made it fun of his wife. All the time. And he was like, let me put my tongue in your butthole to President Trump. <laughs> and then he went to Cancun and basically blamed his daughters. Like basically said, well, my daughters were really struggling with the cold and they wanted to get out. So I went because of them. Yeah, to be a good dad. To be a good dad. Oh my god. So who does he hate more? Does he hate Who's his he daughters more? Under the bus more? Or does he hate his wife more? Right. Oh my god. Anyway. Anyway. But but the point of this last bit. Yeah. This last bit of women's work in this episode called If You Can't Take the Grease, get out of the frying pan. <laughs> um <laughs> is just when are we going to start putting the basic tenets of being a human being first? First, And, and the, the thing about it is we have the money to do it. We could do it tomorrow. Oh, yeah. I mean, really, basically, money is pretend. It's so pretend. The U.S. government could send a check for $20,000 to every American tomorrow. Sure. And, and just be like, everybody gets $20,000. Yeah. It's all pretend. Yeah. So, and <clears throat> we would do that if we needed to bomb Kazakhstan. Oh. We would write a check for seventy hundred bill billion quadrillion dollars <laughs> before, like, first thing in the morning. Right. 
So, like, yeah. we have the power to do that when it comes to war, but for some reason, when it comes yeah. to, like, taking care of Americans, we're like, but what if? But maybe people, but what? Anyway. Right. Anyway, this has been a great episode. This, this, I just want to wrap this up by saying this kind of goes back to a post that I made recently. Okay. Great. Maybe a month ago or so. Like, about trauma. Trauma used to be the, a part of the PTSD acronym only. Right. And it was our understanding, especially in, in the 90s, I want to say, when, when I became aware of what PTSD was, that uh-huh. <clears throat> only victims of severe abuse and war had right. PTSD. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, I don't have it. Today we have this under... <laughs> I was never abused. <laughs> I've never been to war. <laughs> so you're fine. I'm fine. You guys, I'm fine. Right. That's why you don't go to therapy. You don't need it. I don't need it. I'm fine. Um, so today, though, we have this understanding that there are different types of trauma. Uh-huh. And that our nervous system doesn't process really one type of trauma differently than another type of trauma. Sure. Exactly. Like our stress responses and stuff sure. like that. Um, and we all have childhood trauma. Uh-huh. Every god damned one of us even stevenski from npr steven skeep even steven skeep i i understand your problem with the name i used to have that as well anyway um and we're all going to cause other people trauma i love to and <laughs> i do it every day and the reason with glee. the reason the problem is is that we have these these overarching um oppressive systems in place that don't give a shit about the human being right about the human experience and human emotion right if we existed within a society and within systems that did right i think that we could all start to kind of heal and in a few generations more than a few probably Uh uh-huh Childhood trauma might be more of a rarity. Interesting. But I also predicted that in a hundred years, Christianity would be gone, and that's probably not. But also, Jesus will come soon. <laughs> so we don't need to worry about any okay, of Okay, well, anyway, this is hot drinks. I had a big speech I was going to go into about Ender's Game, but I'm not going to do it. Oh, dear God. Anyway, so yeah, this so is hot drinks. more of a nerd than I ever realized. What? Let's... <laughs> Uh, follow us on Instagram, hot drinks. You're going to post a cute picture of something in my house. Remember when that was a thing we used to do? Of this notebook. Great. Um, <laughs> and you can subscribe to our Patreon yes. if you want to hear what happened to the Republican. Patreon.com slash hot drinks. Oh, if he's listening, I... Nothing. If he's listening... Nothing. Nothing. Yeah. Um, and you can email us at hotdrinksforthebelly at gmail.com. And we will be back, hopefully in a week. Or less, or more. Hey, we don't know. so far we're doing good. We're doing great. Don't throw me under the bus. Don't like throw. Ted Cruz don't and I'm do- throw me under the bus. Anyway, that's, that's all. You ruined it. Do you have anything else to say? Um, have a great night. <laughs> good night to Stevenskeep, and good night to all of our gentle <laughs> listeners.